that God gave him concerning that which is central to God, namely worship. And there are some people, some young people who came with them. They went together. But the word of God tells us that it came to a point where The man of God himself spoke. And what did he say? He referred to the other people, to the other lads, the other young people who were with him. And he said to them, Genesis chapter 22, this part it says, And Abraham said unto the young man, with the heat. Man, yeah, saying unto the young man, mm. I find ye here with the ass, and I and the lad will go yonder and worship and come again to you. Can you say, can you read that again? Abide ye here for the sake of those who don't know what that really word means, you are referring to the donkey. You stay here. And the man of God was speaking to some young men. Well, abide ye here with the house, and I and the Lord will go yonder and worship and come again to you. I and the Lord will go yonder. For what purpose? To worship. I and the Lord will go yonder and worship. But you guys stay here. When he referred to them, when he asked them to stay, for those who know about mountains and valleys, the position where they were asked to stay was where? 
What do you have a mountain? A mountain is a heap of earth and rubble and trees and stones and rocks and all those things. It's a big heap. Am I right? But at the bottom of the heap, imagine that's where the man of God says, he asked some people to stay. And him and the lad were to go. I want you to understand that yonder is not in Teredem. Yonder is not sliding. Because yonder means going up. Yonder means going up. Are you getting it? Yonder means traveling up. The man of God knew that the next stage of the journey, which was the most critical stage of the journey, because the whole purpose, the whole reason why they went to that mountain in the first place was so that they could go and worship. So to the young men who followed, who were with him from their house until they reached the foothills on the mountain hills, he said to them, Carry ye here. Why did you come with the men of God? Notice that they traveled, we don't know how long the journey was. Maybe three days journey, the Bible says. For all these days, we don't know where they were sleeping because they had left their house. We don't know what they were eating because they had left them. As far as these other young men were concerned, they were going together on the journey with the man of God. As far as everybody else was concerned, we are together with our father. But the critical moment comes when the father says, where we are going now, the reason why we came here in the first place was so that we can wash. Are you For me to achieve the objective, why I set up on this journey in the first place, you may have enjoyed company with brother so and so. You may have enjoyed company with the sister so and so. You were close mates. But there comes a time to achieve the objective. The man of God or the God of the man of God. Oh, you get this. You see, when you talk of the man of God, we have the man of God and then we have the man, the God of the man of God. Most of the time, if not all the time, when a man of God speaks, gives direction, says something, people respond to the man of God. But what they don't realize is that the man of God is speaking what is God as directed. So therefore, when you respond or react, you are responding not 
going to send you to the land, but the God of the land. For when you see men of God, Hallelujah. When you use the phrase man of God, you need to understand that if the man of God is the man of God, as is the man of God. Just like the God of Agape, when he appeared to me, he said to me, one of the many things he said, wherever you are, my presence shall be with you. And that wherever means wherever. And guess what? In this room, right now, I am here. <laughs> Some of you are surprised to see your brother walking through. I said a few weeks ago when I when I spoke to you over the phone, I said, just pray when you see that song brother said to say, begin to pray that send him to me. Yeah. I have a <laughs> So what you need to understand briefly is that whenever you talk of the man of God. You need to understand that there is a God behind the man. And so when you respond to anything that he says or does, when you respond to anything that happens to him, you need to understand that there is a God behind the man of God. That's why you call him man of God. So you need to understand that now what am I doing here? Who am I talking to? What am I responding to? When I speak and respond to the man of God, what is my attitude towards the God of the man? We have come together this far. But you think it's the man of God who spoke. But it's actually the God of the man who then say to the man of God. And then the man of God Spoke on behalf of the God of the man <laughs> and released a message to the people and says the time has come where the state of the church, according to the history of the church, the time has now come. You may have been with us for five years, you may have been with us for ten years, you may have been with us since the beginning, you may even have been to number nine, but where we are now going. When we are now going, requires strong people, not those who just came for the miracles. You got the miracles, you got the signs and wonders, things happen to a happy, you got your papers, now you can go. You got the jobs, now you can go. The miracles, the testimonies will testify all the time. We travel together up until now. Because from now onwards, it may be the man of God who speaks, but it is the God of the man who is actually speaking. Are you hearing me? So be very careful from this teaching. Whenever you respond to what a man of God has said or done, be very careful how you respond. Whether you think what has happened to the man of God is good or bad, whether you think what the man of God has said is good or bad, the moment you are calling him the man of God, you need to know that there is a God of the man who sent him. When he said, Father, send your servant. That's Father. Which Father are we talking about? Send what? Your servant wherever you may. So the man of God presumably says, the rest of you guys, you were enjoying with us. 
You see, this is talking about the church. I remember sometimes asking you, why do you go to church? Why, if I were to ask you one by one, you will not be surprised we'll get different answers. But scripture says, those who come to God must believe that He is, and then that He is the rewarder of those who diligently seek Him. But the key thing is, when you come to God, you must believe that He is. First of and therefore, that becomes the reason why we worship God. Because some people worship God only when things are good for them. When they have a testimony, when things are nice, then they say, I want to go to church. I want to go to church. I want to go to worship God. Things are good for me. I've got a wonderful testimony. They are not worshiping God for who He is. Because that very same person, when things go south, they will not worship God. Because as far as they are concerned, God is no longer God. So I ask people, why do you worship God? When you do praise and worship, some people are dancing, some people are singing, some people are crying, some people are walking around the room. But you can see someone just standing, waiting to be ushered into praise. Someone is waiting for someone to say, Ah, sister. How do we just sit there? Come on, come on, dance to us. It means that person does not know why they are in the church. So here, let me not search. But in a few minutes, I want you to understand that the man of God spoke on behalf of his God concerning the church regarding the church. Where the church was. And the man of God, or if I could say the God of the man, then says, Where we are now, where we are now, where the church has arrived, you will look better to see all the people that were with you. As far as you are concerned, that was the church. You were excited with the numbers. People were counting with so many now, we are so many in our circle. Oh, we are so many. But there comes a time, according to the demarcation of times for the history of the church, the God of the man determines that now the majority that were with you have to stay. They cannot go. They cannot. He knows that they cannot carry this through because they came for the miracles. They came for the signs and wonders. They came to enjoy the dances. They came to enjoy They came to enjoy that. But where we are now going, the God of the man knows that now I need the real ones. And the real ones are not that long. The Bible says he said to the young men, M-E-N. Hello? Which means the majority had to stay. The majority was not allowed to hold on. Sometimes the things happen like ah, God has not allowed them to go yonder with you because He knows that if they were to come yonder with you, they would fight with them or they would fight with Him. 
So he said in different ways. He speaks to them in different ways. You stay, you stay, you stay. Whatever justification they give you, the important thing to note is that they are not going yonder with the man, with the man. They are not going. Whatever excuse they give you, whatever reason they give you, the important thing is that they are not going. They are staying, and what they stay with? With the donkeys. They will stay with the asses. It means wherever you may be, as long as you are not on this uphill task, as long as you are not with your father, wherever you are, you are with the asses. They may say, I'm doing that church, I've gone to this place, and I'm doing my own thing, and I'm doing my own thing. But the important thing is, as long as you are not with the father going up, as long as you are not with the father dealing with the difficult terrain, you are with the donkeys. And you miss out on the mission, the reason why you are in the church in the first place. The man of God explained so that you may go and wash. Now I need the last L8 minimum number of people in the church. The maximum, the majority will stay here. The majority is not going. That is counterintuitive. Because intuition, if you were God, if you were God yourself, you'd have expected that it is the majority that will go and the minority will stay. Then you say, yeah, yeah, there is God in the church. You see, three things happen. But you see, the majority remains with the man of God. So intuition. But God doesn't or his son, when the going got tough, when it was time to go on, when he was facing crucifixion, because he was now facing the whole reason why he came in the first place. Watch how many disciples he took with him to the prayer. Because even Yeshua Hamashiach knew. That when he was now going to achieve the mission, the majority cannot afford to do that. The majority will become a victim. You are celebrating the size of the church. But as far as God is concerned, if you continue like that, the mission, the whole reason why we are in the church, we miss it. We can help each other, but we will miss God. So he picks three. Three! To go and pray with him and get him. That, ladies and gentlemen, is going on. But there come times, there comes a time when even the three are left behind. So he went a step further than the three even. Because there are certain circumstances in the history of the church where the thing becomes so difficult that only the man of God with the God of the man can deal with the situation. And you can only watch for the distance. At the Ecclesia will be the great You see him crying, tears, dropping, and you think he's blind. That's what the Bible says. It was a going yonder moment. My simple point to that that story in Genesis chapter 22 is a story of the church. In the same way, the story about the ten visions. Of virgins, however you pronounce it, 
pastori Kansas. Fifty percent of the church. In their case, the percentage is higher. But fifty percent of the church who miss him. The old people that you see and you are celebrating and saying, it's not our one, we are so many, we are this and that and that. That story tells you that 50% of them, some of the brothers and sisters do love so much, they are not going to go with you. And you are busy trying to pull Going yonder, if you can imagine the picture of someone going up the hill, going up the mountain, Someone said, Down the valley. Someone said, Down the valley. Down the valley. valley. But from there, what? Up the mountain. Here is the funny thing God placed Jerusalem on top of the mountain, and Jericho in the valley. The Bible explains itself. So, typically, what you are saying 90% of the church stays in Jericho. Because go yonder, up the mountain, Jerusalem is my home. Where is Jerusalem? Up the mountain. Go up there and see that scene. You need now to tighten your belts. You need people who have got, who are not brainless, who are not cowards. You need people who are not either intimidated by a text message or something that's on social media. Going yonder means going up, ladies and gentlemen, not going down. When you are going in the mountains, they know, you know, that it's easier to slide through and to tell you. When you are going down, ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. it is within a few minutes you'll be gone. But watch the idea of the man of God with the light going up, dealing with this one. Sometimes you step and you almost fall down. You have to hold on to something. You have to hold on to a tree. You have to hold on to a rock. You have to hold on to something. And remember, they were not just themselves, they were carrying things. You cannot worship without something. You need to bring your wood. You need to bring your firewood. You need to carry your firewood. Now imagine carrying the firewood when you are going. When you are going up the mountain. The others have stayed. You will look back and you see them. They are, they are dancing. You think they are enjoying it? Eh? It looks like they are enjoying in the valley. It looks like they are having fun in Jericho. But your only mission to worship. It is only those who went younger who, who, who knew that the God they worshiped all this time. Is not just God. He has got another name. He is Jehovah Jireh. God reveals himself only to those who call your dad with their father. God reveals himself only to those who take the extra step, who are determined and are prepared to face whatever it face. Come water, come fire. Come hell, come sunshine. Because you understand that going up the hill is not the same as going down. People like going down. People like celebrating. They want to celebrate things. Things to be easy. Just but everything. You know, I take everything just first. There are no issues. You are in Jericho. You are down the hill. You're missing the history of the church. In short summary, in that chapter, the church got to a point where 
through the men of God, the God of the men, slash the size of the church to a tithe, 10%, only one, one lad. <clears throat> so don't be surprised huh? when you are only two, when there's only one sister around you, when all that crowd was around you and you look around and you, saw, you see them no more. Because the God of the men knew that if they stuck with you, those people, you are going to miss the goal of seeing your God. In other words, if you look at the same story, the same idea, the journey of the children of Israel, there came a time where the men of God spoke, but it was actually the God of the men. Who then spoke and said to the children, the way we are where we are now going, where we are going now, I can't see that. It's no longer for the faint hearted. Check the scripture. Can someone read Ephesians? Sorry, let's, let's, let's just look at a few scriptures. Let's look at Ecclesiastes chapter 2, verse 20. You rise there, you only need to tell us You rise there, you only need something to do. You rise there, you only need to tell us You rise there, you only need something to do. Are we with the father or are we with the donkeys? 
Ecclesiastes chapter 2, verse 13. Then I saw that wisdom excelleth folly, as far as light excelleth darkness. The wise man's eyes are in his head, but the fool walketh in darkness. And I myself perceived also that one event happened to them all. Then said I in my heart, as it happened to the fool, so it happened even to me. And why was I even more wise? Then I said in my heart, that this also is vanity. Even the things that happen to the world, they also happen to the foolish ones. Do you know that the opposite of wisdom? I don't know, you tell me, you tell me, you tell me. That's why when things happen, everybody will know. But the difference is not in knowing. The difference is in how you respond. Because the same thing happens is known by the wise and also by the Foolishness. Are you okay? When the sun rises, it rises for the wise and for the foolish ones. When it rains, it does not choose. It rains for the wise and for the foolish ones. Go. 
Deuteronomy chapter 20, verse 3 and 8. And shall say unto them, Hear, O Israel, ye approach this day unto battle against your enemies. Let not your hearts faint. Fear not, and do not tremble. Neither be ye terrified because of them. For the Lord, verse 8, and the officers shall speak further unto the people, and they shall say, What man is there that is fearful and faint-hearted? Let him go and return unto his house, lest his brethren's heart faint as well as his and the officers shall speak further unto the people, uh-huh. and they shall say, What are they going to say? Listen to the message. What man is there that is fearful? Any one of you that is in bed Any one of you that's a coward? Anyone who is not prepared to first attack in a good season? Please don't come with us, stay home. Go and find a church online. Well, you don't hear any problems. You just say, you know, they say, me, I have, I'm just, I, I'm just watching, I'm just attending church. You know, it's a funny thing. Those who say they're attending church online, they're wrong. Have you noticed that the man of God is preaching to a crowd? The man of God is preaching to people who have come to the church 
you say I'm watching it online? <laughs> That's a foolishness. But I want to go to church where there are no issues. Do you know those people are worshiping in Jericho? Because if God is really in the church, the enemy, the enemy is job to do. The enemy will not rest. If there are no issues in your church, you might as well go and look for another one. Because the enemy is not interested in you. So, there comes a point in the time of the life of the children of Israel. The God of the men spoke through the men of God in verse 8. And then the men of God instructed the other people to say, There are too many people here. Go and send them this message. What's the message? Verse 20. So, verse 8. And the officers shall speak further unto the people. And they shall say, What man is there? That is fearful. Saint uh -huh. uh -huh. Let him go and return unto his house. Lest his brethren's heart faint as well as his heart. In other words, they were saying, and I want to say this. The next stage. 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 Of the church. Of the church. Where we are going next. Where we are going next. Is not. For the same pattern. The God of the man knows that there are many people, but he now says, Ah, there are other people who are so much. You are with a big number. There's so many of you that the majority of you are faint hearted people. So I want to say to the church that when we are praying, God is about to build the garden. The real agape, which which love one another unconditionally as it should be, but the next stage of the journey is not for the faint hearted. Who will not be intimidated by anybody on Facebook, or WhatsApp, or whatever, or the social media? Who will not worry about what some people are saying or whatever they say? He does not care. But the faint hearted will be here today, going tomorrow. They are in the prayer line today. The next day they get something, they are welcome. They are in the service today. The next day they get something, they are welcome. Ah, what is that? I had something. Eighteen years. And they are now fighting. They are now afraid of people who are going to die of COVID. Kuchisitiwa ni muna hukufa ni COVID. Kavaira sikasina onet. You are intimidated by someone who died of COVID. A virus that you cannot see. That person will even get you out of your church. You leave the church. You go back home. You become a, a, a backslider. You know how many people, when, when people leave the church, you know what happens to them? It's, it's painful. You, I think you've heard people who they threw bread, they started drinking, they started doing this. You, you left the church to go, to go and do that. Because I can't go back to church, the church is bad. Are you not worse now? You look at them, they are now worse than what they were when they were in the church. Can that be a plan of God? 
But they justify themselves. Ah, they, 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 you know what happened? You know what happened? You know what happened? So, I, I, church cannot be church. So, you hear what happened. Now look at yourself. When you are in that church, under that man of God, you are flourishing. You are brushing your teeth. Now you can't even brush your teeth. That's progress, eh? You knew your way home. Now you don't even know your way home. So in what way are you better? That's why the Bible says, no, things happen for here, but it happens to the foolish and also to the wise. And the difference between the foolish and the wise is that you see a deterioration, not a deterioration, in the life of the person who used to go to the church when they were going with their father. And the person who has got excuses. Now they're going to the, they're going back to the bar. Now they're doing drugs. The young man who was flourishing in the vision. I'll try to go on with my father. How they will talk, why they can say what they say. Because I know that as long as I'm with my father, you know, the God of Abraham promised me, he said, as long as I will lead my people, you shall not lead people who go to hell. Anyone that follows you shall surely go to heaven. You shall meet with them, I shall meet with them in the church. It's a promise. The second promise you this. Anyone who follows you, no one will die before your time. It's a promise. And the Bible says he's promised to Yes. Amen. You leave the vision two days later, you die of COVID. You don't know die before your time. You know the postcode. The journey where we are now with the stage of the church is not for the faint Some will say, no, 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 no. Not me. But somebody else. You are not the faint You are not the faint That's why we are here today. Read Isaiah chapter 35, verse 3 to 4. Isaiah chapter 35, mm. verse 3 to 4. Mm. Strengthen ye the weak hands, uh -huh. and confirm the feeble knees. Uh -huh. Say to them uh -huh. that are of a fearful heart, yes. be strong, fear not. Uh -huh. Behold, uh -huh. your God will come with vengeance, uh -huh. even God with a recompense. Uh -huh. He will come and save you. For those who are very young, they will say the coin is tough. But in English, they say when the coin, you don't finish it for me. When the coin, what happens? Say to yourself, I am the tough one. I am not saying that. Because the next stage of the church. Is not for the faith, and then God brings a promise through His word to His servant, the prophet. Maybe you missed it. Isaiah chapter 35, verse 3 and 4. Yes, strengthen ye the weak hands, yes, and confirm the feeble knees. Yes, say to strengthen ye the weak hands, because now we are going together. Now you are going younger. Sister, brother, sister, tell me. Brother, hold on to the brother, let's go. 
Strengthen each other as you go. Strengthen the weak hands. And watch what goes on to say. And confirm the people needs. What does that mean? That some people who almost failed on prayer, they will not pray anymore. When they get tired of hearing this again, that people don't stop. stop. The whole point is that the enemy wants you to stop praying. He wants you to become a prayerless church. He wants you to just be talking like they are doing. But in a government, why not stop? We pray. Why not just pray? We pray. Why not just pray? We pray. We pray. We are here. 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 We are Say to them that are of the fearful hearts. If there is anyone who is still being frightened, who is now going up yonder, and you, you, you try to hold on to something, you almost, you, they become fearful. They are dangerous. What are we supposed to do? <laughs> Be strong. Uh-huh. Fear not. Behold. Uh-huh. Yeah, no, Your God will come with vengeance. Yeah, this house of Jude. No matter what they've said, no matter what they've done to you, hear the promise. At the end of the day, the God of Agape will come with vengeance. Amen. Don't try to do revenge yourself. As long as you are coming straight through in the up the valley, in the down, up the mountain, the devil will come, whatever you have lost in the process, I could go with that. You are not losing anything, I want you to know. Because when you ask you to make a contribution for something, it's dead, it's sacrifice all the time. To make a contribution for just heaven for this place, it's sacrifice for so many people. And it feels like you are losing. Now, here the promise I'm speaking as the prophet of God. Agape, according to the way the vision was received by me, it cannot be led by anyone who is not a prophet. It cannot be led by anyone who relies on other people to give you prophecies. If you are relying on some people to come inside, it means you are not a prophet. And your prophet vision can only be left by a prophet. And the king. Have you ever heard me saying, I am reading the church as I read the epistle? I'm waiting to hear what's going what's going to say through brother so and so. I'm waiting to hear. Ah, the word has come to you, brother so and so, who is in this city. I'm a retired. God has spoken. God must speak to you, the servant of God. You are the one who should tell the church where to go, not to wait for someone to tell you. I am not a servant of God, I am a servant of men. I don't rely on men for the direction of this church. 
They said, God said so when he spoke to Moses. Other people like him speak to them through dreams. You know? But when it comes to this one, I speak to him face to face, directly. So, men of God, why are you lying on the word from that one? And Jamila, prophet, I talk Manchester. Today, we have a prophecy which shall come from uh, somewhere in South Africa, somewhere in this country. We are waiting for the word that will come. So, men of God, you want to call yourself a leader of this vision, a prophetic vision, and you are lying on prophecies coming. This one has come from Zimbabwe, this one has come from England, this one has come from that, and they are all confused. They are saying different things. Ah, to be in my battle. We are waiting for God to speak. We are waiting for God to speak. It's in a prayer session. And the one
And grace is not for you. Okay? Do you agree? That grace cannot be for this and that. How can it be? He says, or oh, I'm to you. Who is you? Me. Hello. Hey, I am going to one. Hallelujah. 
I explain the way this Bible is put and to throw some S O R Ayata No more R but then why that means so much in the This is what we do. <laughs> Not only to suffer, but suffer on his behalf. Having the same conflict which you saw in me. Having the same conflict you saw in Christ. As to grow up and as things are happening there, things are happening, and they come to the point where they say, Eli, Eli, Lama, Saka, That's conflict, baby. But when the God takes down, he says, Can I see you? Can I see you? What? It's all good, sir. Can I see you? Can I see you? It's all good, sir. Because for me, me, it is given. Not only to believe, not only to believe, but also to suffer. It's an honor when they take me through things. It's an honor. I can't raise an honor because I'm doing it on behalf of Christ. It's a, it's a mark, confirmation of true sonship, confirmation of true salvation that Christ is on you and in you. It's a confirmation of the way you are going. You are not going down, you are going up. And this is what you got. Truly, truly, you got. The real God, this is what you got. We are sweating. We are clean. We are clean. We are clean. Here and there. Because we are going up. That's another picture for another day. The story of the Samaritan brothers. The good Samaritan is in check. All the other people were going from Jerusalem to Jericho. Including the men who fell among the robbers. You see the robbers the protection? Mm -hmm. But if you look at the journey, the man called the Good Samaritan. He was going the other way from Jericho to Jerusalem. I said, You can't get it. I have a question. I have a question. I have a question. I have a question. I have I have I have and you know what? God said to me when he gave me the vision, he said, I'm not going to be after who? Paul oh. and? And Jesus. Yeshua yeah. Hamashiach. Yeah. Now look at the eyes of God. Look at the eyes of Paul. He's preaching here and he's in prison. He's preaching here, they beat him up, they beat him up, and they were beating up of the enemy. They knew the thing they had that time when they were hitting a person. They had spikes. So when they hit you, they don't have to go. They hit you, they don't have to go. They don't have to go. The spice will be hit and the whole thing is his head. The next day, his head is swollen up, but you see him preaching. 
Yes, Pharisee. The man of God, Paul. He wrote the book of Ephesians, Colossians, Philippians, and Philemon. From where? From prison. Which means even while he was in prison, his followers did not leave him. And I'm not going to say that they wanted to go, hey, so what? What do you want to write this to our people? Imagine, it's such a place to encourage the church while you are in prison. What kind of a man is that? Who would encourage you? You, 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 <laughs> going yonder is not easy, that's my point. Going yonder means you are going up the mountain. Going yonder means the God of Agape, the God of Israel, is watching you and he is coming at some point with recompense, breakthrough and victory. So you can easily say, by the grace of God. Who shall we this prayer? the grace of God, by the grace of by the grace of God, we shall I say, the grace of God. You what you go through as you go through. Agape, by the grace of God, 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 the 